That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Mm. That's the night they hung an innocent man. Don't trust your soul to no backward southern lawyer. Cause the judge in the town's got bloodstains on his hands. Welcome. That was a lot. <laughs> it was intense. That was a lot. I just like that there's a song that's like, don't trust no backwood southern lawyer. <laughs> Who would trust any backwood southern anything? No. Those are your people. From I know. The, from Louisiana. Uh, it's too bad. <laughs> Hi, gentle listeners. Hi. It's Brother Coffee. It's Sister Twain. This is Hot Drinks. It's what, a, what is hot drinks? Well, hot drinks are uh, drinks that are not for the belly, but it is. All, but but as a general term, as a podcast, it is uh, Sister Twain and I, where we talk about her twaint, we talk about sex, we talk about Mormonism, we talk about parenting, but not in a cute way, like like five. Make a chart. Yeah, no, like put some stickers on it and give your kids a prize. Oh, God. We talk about it like my kids are assholes. <laughs> We hate them. I mean, my kids are being really sweet right now, so I feel bad saying that. Shut up. I drove my son home from homecoming last night, and it was really cute. Not ready for that. Okay. Um, Anyway, so that's hot drinks, and so we're here. We're queer. Get fucking used to it, you guys. (laughs) Straights, you're allowed to listen. Just don't don't force your lifestyle upon us. Don't put your straight agenda on us. So, anyway. I have one question as far as women's work slash housekeeping. Yes. Brother Coffee? Yes. Has this podcast given you a modicum of self-worth? I mean, <laughs> it's a whole brevet unto itself. <laughs> it's super complicated. We So we had, um, I'm, I'm not changing the subject. I'm, I'm giving a little backstory. Okay. So we had a gathering this weekend of gentle listeners. Which we called Hot Drinks Midsummer, And it was amazing. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I kept texting Sister Twain leading up to it, and I was like, I'm so terrified because I'm going to be a ro- in a room full of people that like me, and I hate nothing more than that. <laughs> so, so it's hard to say whether it's given me self-worth or I don't know. I'll have to talk to my therapist about that. You pl- well, when you get a therapist. I don't have a therapist. That, that, that um, hypothetical therapist in the, in the class. In the sky. Um, so, yeah, we had a lovely Midsommar. Yeah. We drank a lot. We, we met so many gentle listeners that we'd never met. The problem is, is that we made everyone write that their name was Gary on their name tag. And, and so, so I don't know who any kept, of them are. We kept having to ask, so what's your real name again? And I, and I, and I was drinking a lot. So I was like, what, right. what is your name? Because all I knew was Gary. <laughs> you made a delicious punch called Twaint Juice. I did. It was really good. Yes. It was some vodka with, it was the ruby red vodka, vodka, I'm, oh my gosh. I've had a little bit of wine this morning. Yes. I've ruby red <laughs> vodka, ruby red grapefruit juice, uh, lavender simple syrup, mm-hmm. and then lots of fresh lemon and fresh lime. And it was really good. And bless your heart, you came home from work on your lunch break just to make the lavender simple syrup, and then you rushed back to work. I did. I did. It's been that kind of week. <laughs> oh, my God. My house, where I have not had five seconds to breathe. So really, kudos to you, because you did all the party prep and planning, because I was so fucking busy. And Lil Twain helped me, and my friend, who doesn't have a fake name yet, but it's got to be really, really good. But I'll just say she's the granddaughter of Joseph Bishop, because she oh, is. Oh, yeah. She is. Joseph Joseph Bishop, as a reminder, is the MTC president who raped uh, girls in the basement of the MTC in a special room that he had built down there. So her her granddaughter, his granddaughter is a gentle listener. (laughs) Our our special guest is losing her fucking mind right now. Because she's like... 
Let's <laughs> like wait, who? What? All right. Do we have any other women's work or should we just introduce our guest star? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. So let's just let's tell him what we're drinking that was provided by our guest star. Okay. And then we will I'm gonna actually have you tell them yes, what we're I drinking. Was gonna say, and I then we'll know. introduce you. So this is our special guest star, and what are we drinking? Um, so we are drinking umeshu, which is a type of plum uh, liqueur made with um, green Japanese plums. And it's from Japan. Yes, it is. And it is amazing. It's very lovely. And lovely. as far as I know, we can't buy it in Utah. Uh, not in Utah. You okay. have to, you know, smuggle it across the border. Smug, smuggle it. You guys, don't you just love her voice? It's gorgeous. I want her to do some ASMR videos. Please. <laughs> so it's, so nice. yeah, so this drink, it's like, it's very strong in alcohol, which we're discovering as we continue to drink more and more of it's it. It's so good, though. It's but like it's drinking soda, smooth, yeah, but better sweet, than soda. Yeah, it's sweet and smooth yeah. and not alcoholy tasting at all. Mm -hmm. And so I just keep being like, well, I'll have another glass. And then I'm like, I don't know my own name. <laughs> I've forgotten where I am. Oh, hey, why did I sing uh, oh. <laughs> The Lights Went Out in Georgia? So I, we were talking about the Golden Girls. which Who's we? Oh, us here today. Which is? Sister Twaint. <laughs> Brother Coffee. Brother Coffee. And our special guest who's going by the name Abinadi. It's spelled like Abinadi, but it's pronounced Abinadi. Like Naughty Abby. Can I give the backs? Yes, please yes, do. Yes, please do. So when I was little and righteous, we would watch, <laughs> we would watch this movie called God's Army. I don't know if you've know it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes. I've kissed Richard Dutcher, oh, who directed what? it. So. I know. I know someone who's had sex with the main missionary in it, and they're both boys. Bitch. FYI, yeah. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Because he was not Mormon. He was a homosexual, and he had sex with a friend of mine. Oh, that reminds me of Latter Days, another fantastic movie about missionaries. <laughs> That's like a porno about missionaries, basically. I mean, a softcore porno. Yes, yeah. very soft, very soft. Um, but so anyway, you were righteous. You were watching God's Army. I was watching God's Army, and there was a scene where the missionaries had given a Book of Mormon to some prostitutes on the street, <laughs> and they were they were walking by, and of course the prostitutes call out to the you know, hey missionaries, hey elder. And because um, everyone wants to sleep with Mormon right, missionaries. Yes. I mean, hypothetically, because then when I see actual Mormon missionaries, I'm like, oh, you're babies, like you're 12 year old babies. Yes, but and when we were it. babies, yes, we were we having were sex it. with yeah. missionaries. Okay. <laughs> or at least I was. Um, right, that's merch. When we were babies, we were having sex with missionaries. Um, and so the, um, the missionaries say, well, have you read that book that we give you? And of course, they usually just say no. But one day, one of the whores says, yes, I did. And he's like, okay, well, what was your favorite part? And she says, um, I liked the story about Abby Nadi. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you mean Abinadi? And she's like, yeah, I like the part where he was like, I believe in God and I'm not going to take it back. So they burned him. <laughs> <laughs> A great moment. Abby Nadi's so much better than Abinadi. It is, it is. It has that part has stuck with me. I don't know what the rest of that movie as a was young, about. As a young little queer Mormon, you were like, I love you. Yes. Prostitute. And it and it sounds like I be naughty. Yeah. Or like yeah. Abby Naughty. Yeah. Like Abby. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um so but wait, I we say were, the lights. Yes. The three of us, Abby Naughty, Brother Coffee. We were talking about the Golden Girls. Which segued into us talking about Designing Women. As it Which does. segued into me forcing them to watch several clips of Designing Women yes. for including, the outfits. Including the scene. Including the iconic episode from season one, episode two, The Beauty Pageant. With Dixie where, Carter. With Dickie, Dixie Carter, where Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Sugarbaker, who is a former beauty queen, is being made fun of by the older beauty queens. And so then Julia Sugarbaker corners one of the older beauty queens and talks about 
Suzanne's iconic performance in the Miss Georgia pageant and yeah. how she threw her baton and it shattered a transformer and came down. And that is the night the lights went out in Georgia, <laughs> is how she ends it. And that's how I knew what song I was going to sing. If you haven't seen it, it's all over YouTube because the, gays, the gays love it. Yeah, so we watch it. We watch it uh, weekly for church, and many of us watch it each morning for like some inspiration to get the day going. As your daily scripture, your study, meditation, yeah. your it's spiritual daily, thought. It's our daily scripture study. So daily, so you can just Google it. I mean, if we were a real podcast, I would say like I would put the link in the show notes. Oh, we're not that. We're weird. not. I'm not going to oh do my that. God. I mean, maybe I could try. Oh my god, we're so professional that Abby Naughty was like Marco Poloing me, and like I'm at brother. Coffee's house, um, and I've knocked and rang the doorbell. Is he here? I, you guys, I was out late last night because my son went to homecoming. I went to pick them up at the movie theater at 1.30 a.m. They did not come out of the movie theater till 2 a.m. I hate them. And then he was like, and then he was like, you need to drive my like seven friends God home. God damn it! And one of the friends lived like really far away. So I got home at like two thirty, and I and so I was struggling a little bit this morning. So I think when you knocked, I was still upstairs, like finishing getting dressed, and so I didn't hear the knocking. Two thirty is is also the time you need to go to the dentist. Wait, what? Oh dear. Two thirty. Tooth. Oh, I hate you so much. Okay, um, um, let's take a little break. Yes. And then we're gonna talk about why the fuck we have Abby Naughty here, and why she was willing to drive up from Springville. Springville. Utah. Utah. We'll be right back. I'm going to pee. We we're back. Oh, did you oh, need a minute no, more? No, okay. no, no. <laughs> I was like, we're back. And Sister Twain was like giving Abinati some instruction. So, Abby, uh, we know that you have quite a hefty story to tell us. We cannot fucking wait. We might, I know that when I have told hefty stories in the past, it has a flow. And when people interrupt me with questions, I get really frustrated. Was that okay if we do that? Oh, interrupt me. I have a clusterfuck for a brain. Okay. So we'll be all over the place regardless of if I'm sticking to my story or not. Okay, right. okay, good. Great. So I just want to say that one of our gentle listeners um, reached out and said, you should interview my friend... Who was, is it okay if I said what she said to me? Who was a prostitute in Utah County for some years. I mean, that's what we're talking about, so of course you can say that. (laughs) Was that a secret? I didn't know if you wanted to say it in a more dramatic, like... Is the term prostitute, do we prefer that? Do we prefer sex worker? Do you care? I don't care at all. Okay. And also, and it will be part of the narrative, but not... What, the main part of the narrative that we tell today, um, Ab- Abby? Yes. <laughs> Abby Naughty. Or, or Sister Naughty. Sister, Sister Naughty. Naughty. I like that even better. Um, is also a transgender woman. Yes, that is true. Congratulations. Thank you. It was, you know, it took like a really long time. <laughs> but we're really <laughs> proud of you. It was hard work and you're really proud of it. <laughs> it was expensive. It was expensive. <laughs> this is not free. And Abby Naughty, just so you can get an image, is dressed like a like a gypsy fairy princess. <laughs> well, she just came from teaching yoga. Oh, yes, I know. I did. I know. She offered to teach us yoga to like heal our souls, and I was like, <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't do that. But also, she does this foot thing that I want her to do to me. Oh, it's a it's not a sex thing. I was like, are we doing foot things later? <laughs> I have a separate tumbler for that. <laughs> it's uh, what is the foot thing? 
Um, it's called foot zoning. Okay. And it's like a cousin of reflexology. Okay. It's a kind of a healing practice for bodies. <gasps> cool. Can we foot zone after this? Do um, we need to pay you? We've been drinking. So okay. <laughs> okay. So not the right time. Mm-mm. Okay. Technically, we should have done it beforehand. Oh, so damn. here's damn the it. thing. Here's the thing. We need to go visit Adi. Abby. Okay. Yes. Sister Naughty. Sister Naughty. She lives in the mountains. I know. Like in a I cabin. Heard, next to some cute old lesbians. And it'll make our foot zoning experience even okay, more like it. holistic. Let's it do will. it. Great. Because yes. here's the thing about my own healing. I don't want any <laughs> I don't want any healing that involves me having to like face or deal with emotions. I just want people to heal me. Right? Yeah. Like, I want someone else to have the responsibility. Yeah. So I want, like, energy clearings. I want massage. I want foot zoning. Because then I don't have to, I don't have to face anything. Oh, it's going to take you so much longer. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Sister Naughty's like, well, that's not actually how any of this works. But okay. Okay. So, Abby. Yeah. We, Sister Naughty, mm-hmm. we're going to hear about your time as a prostitute in Utah County and to those non-mo or never-mo listeners out there who haven't picked up on this yet, Utah County is where Provo is, which is where BYU is, but the whole of Utah County is, for all intents and purposes, the most highly active and highly concentrated um, population of Mormons probably in the world. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. So even though Salt Lake County is where the church is headquartered. And Salt Lake Temple. And and the Salt Lake Temple and all of that. Salt Salt Lake Lake has gone to hell in a handbasket. Salt Lake City is actually like pretty liberal as a city, (laughs) even though the politics are And it's been said that, um, depending on what publication you're reading, that we're either the first or second most LGBTQ friendly city in the nation. Oh, really? Yeah. We have a lesbian mayor. Yeah. Wait, is she still the mayor? Aren't we doing She is technically technically still the mayor. Technically still. We're electing a new mayor. Yeah, Yeah. I know. And we have queer city council members and all sorts of stuff but yeah but utah county is where like if jesus ran as a democrat they would vote against him yep they would you know if jesus himself came back and was like <laughs> i'm running for the mayor of provo they would be like but you're a democrat and they would vote <laughs> for like a chi- there would be like a child molester who'd be republican and they right. would vote for the They'd republican child molester oh yeah so, oh, yeah, yeah, because, so anyway yeah uh so give us a little bit of background okay, well and, oh start wherever you want to start wherever you want to start yeah, yeah, yeah well i think we ought to start at the very beginning <sighs> A very, very good, good place to start. Guys, I was about to do the same thing, but I started drinking my plum wine. So. Um, okay, so, I mean, I feel like there's no better way to start. Oh, could you top yes, me off? Be a dear. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think there's a better place to start than kind of like, how does one just like one day be- like decide to become a prostitute, right? Yeah. Like, so, um, oh, I love the sound of ice. I've thought about it because I love sex and money, Yeah, but I don't think I understand it really, though. Okay. Well, so to dive, I mean, obviously, there, I've had a number of sexual like experiences um, far younger than I think is statistically reported. Like, give us an example how young. Um, so, you know, just like, like naked touchy with the neighbor boys and, okay. you know, like my friend's older brother... You know, wanting to take my clothes off and blah, blah, blah. Which, like, so I have a not very popular opinion. Or actually, maybe it's getting more popular. But I kind of feel like these are, like, normal things that people, like, it's part of the learning process. Like, we're curious about naked bodies. And it's not necessarily sexual in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, But then grown-ups catch us. And they turn it sexual. Right. And bad and They shame us. Yeah. they, They shame us. And they tell us how bad it was. And that is something that only... 
married people do or, or whatever they yeah, say, you know, whatever God. bullshit. And, and then we become obsessed. And then it's like, oh, what is this thing that I'm not supposed to do that I kind of like? Bingo! And, and all of a sudden it becomes a thing, right? Yeah. Bing yeah. fucking hell. So <laughs> anyways, those things happened to me as a child. And had my parents been forward-thinking liberals, they would have said, you know, oh, well, this is a normal thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, you really should be more conscious and aware of right. when you show your naked body to someone right. and make right. sure that that's something that you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Empowering stuff instead of how dare you, Jesus hates you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, so those things Can you aside, just just, just just picture for a moment <laughs> Jesus just sitting up in heaven and being like that fucking seven year old I hate that little bitch. How dare he? Now How are we are we talking about penis? the white Mormon Jesus or the Japanese Jesus? Oh, we're talking. About, um, I, is there a Japanese Jesus? I don't know, but I thought that was funny to say. Um, everyone, Sister Naughty's half Japanese. Yes, oh, I know that. I'm okay. half, so my mother and actually this, I mean, some of these things happened when I was in Japan before we had moved here to the states. So. Anyways, okay. Um, so I was. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're just gonna go the like really depressed route. Great. Right. Awesome. That's our favorite. Our, route. our listeners prefer that. You guys, I have a house on that route. I love <gasps> it. It's beautiful. There. It's beautiful there. <laughs> so we're gonna take a little stroll down oh. depressed lane. Oh, it just got and stormy. And it thundered just Jesus as you said that. Yes. Jesus oh, was like this fucking kid. Is <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> So um, the first time was actually a lie. I told, I had come out to a few friends and they had started, you know, like assuming things. Come out as gay or come oh, out as trans? I'm sorry, oh, yes. Okay. Let me backtrack. backtrack. Sorry, I forget. There's so many coming so out. So many comings out. <laughs> there are, yeah. I came so many times when <laughs> right. I was little. Oh my God. <laughs> So I I had come out as gay. Okay. And up until this experience, you know, I'd had sex with the Boy Scouts, blah, 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 blah. Um, don't don't spill your wine on my sofa. But so I, I'd come out and my friends started, you know, being curious and asking lots of questions. And I had a boy that I was madly in love with. He's like my best friend. And um, when I had come out to him, like he got really curious into like all these things about like what I had done sexually. And he like he almost like wanted like a checklist, right? And um, he made lots of assumptions and I, like, he was so into it that I couldn't let him down almost. Like, I had to tell him, like, well, of course I've done that. Of course I've done that. Okay. And um, so I, I had lied saying that I'd, you know, gone all the way with all these people. And he just kind of was like, oh my God, like, you're such a slut. <laughs> like, in a good way, you're a yeah, slut? Like, okay. I mean, like, smile on his face. Like, he was oddly interested. And how old were you? I was probably 15 or 16. Okay, okay, okay. And, or maybe 16 or 17, I don't know. Um, it was the whole blur. And um, so I, you know, I had kind of, I started off like telling these lies. And then um, I, you know, got older and I started sleeping around a little bit more. And I made a joke about, you know, well, at this rate, I should just become a prostitute. And this same friend who, you know, a year later, I'm still madly in love with because I'm an idiot. Yes. And I love it when people don't love me. Right? Right. It's the best. It's the best. Brother Coffee and I don't relate at all. (laughs) Write that down for merch. I love it when people don't love me. (laughs) Becky? Yeah. So, so, um, I made a joke or a comment about being, you know, I may as well become a prostitute. And he also like perked up at that. And then he made a comment to one of our mutual friends about how, if I become a prostitute, they should get in on it. You know, they should like help find people and like essentially be my pit pimp. And I 
was like, like I hear about it, right? Word gets back to me. And I was like heartbroken, just like so shattered. Cause like the first time when he like knew that I was having sex and stuff, like I was sad, like a little bit sad, but you know, just like occasionally listen to some Mariah and Whitney and cry a little bit. Right, right, right. But when I heard him like actually want to pimp me out, oh my word, I listened to Whitney Houston run to you. <laughs> In the shower, just like crying on the floor, you know, curled up in a little ball. Like oh, a you sad, weren't fake running? Like a sad gay. I'm afraid not. Okay, okay, that's okay. I was. It was ugly crying, so I wouldn't have been able to run. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't so, see. So I listened to that over and over and over again, cried my eyes out, and then I actually became a prostitute. Okay. Okay. Hey. Okay. 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 Let, let, let. We should let's take a little break. But wait, really wait, quick. Okay. So, the guy that you were madly in love with. Yes. Gary. Gary wanted to pimp you out. Right. And when you found out, that broke your heart. It did. Because you wanted him to love you. Oh, my God, And not yes. be your pimp. Of course. Yeah. And that's when you became a prostitute. Well, that was when I... That was... <laughs> after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's just try it and see, how, like, see if it works. And I was probably 18 by that point. And let's take a break. <laughs> We're back. Hi. <laughs> Sister Naughty just said, should we clarify that I don't, we don't want anyone to be offended by the terrible things that I'm about to say? And we were like, oh, heavens no. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's why, why we're here. That's, that's why, why we're here. So, okay. So your friend said you should be a prostitute yes. and I'll be your pimp. And you cried to run to me. Yes. And then you became a prostitute. Whitney Houston, God rest her soul. I know. Bless yeah. her heart. Um, so that's when I started... I was, you know, I'd already been sleeping with lots of men, but that's when I started kind of just putting it out there that like, I'll do this with you, but if you want more, you have to pay. And they paid. <laughs> were you at the time where is, have you come out at trans yet at this point? Um, no. So by the, okay. So like, let's just do it like a fast through my trans journey. Okay. I came out as gay and then, cause I didn't know that trans was a thing. And right. then I came out as trans later. But in between the, the, the gay years and the trans, I basically just used being gay as my excuse to start dressing like a woman, right. like putting on makeup. I right. just kind of like, you know, in my Utah County conservative sheltered child mind, oh. they were all the same thing. Right, right, right. So, um, so I, I looked a lot like a woman and I really, I don't know that I've actually ever had sex with a gay person in my whole life. Oh, really? They've always been either bi or pan or like curious or straight, straight or yeah unquote, like yeah. straight but really horny yeah <laughs> you know oh yeah those things yeah um where were we going I, so you're, you're you, trans you were journey saying, really quickly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that's right so um so that was my trans journey and then i came out as trans and then of course everything was a lot easier and everything made sense and how old were you then? um i was i was 19 when i realized i was trans but i didn't come out oh no no i was 20 i was 20 when i came i realized i was trans and then i came out in that year I like slowly came out within that year. Okay. Okay. And how old are you now? I am 31. Okay. Okay. But when you were starting this, like having sex and then saying, but if you want more, you have to pay me. You were still, I was still kind of gay. gay, Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was still kind of (laughs) gay. I mean, I have to say kinda. Cause like, if you looked at me, I mean, people would stop me from going into the restroom. They'd be like, ma'am, ma'am, you're in the wrong restroom. And I'd be like, I'm gay. It's okay. (laughs) I'm a man. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sorry to all the people that I just confused in the world. But, um, so yes, I started like, just, you know, like throwing things out there. And then I was like shocked that people would actually pay. And they paid. And I was like simultaneously like 
really offended, but also really proud of myself. <laughs> offended in what way? Well, because, like, there's that little voice in you that tells you, like, oh, being a whore is terrible. Like, you, it's akin to murder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was, you know, hating myself, thinking I was a murderous slut. But also, I was like, damn, girl, you're making some money. Yeah, you're like, but also get that bread. Get that bread. We need it. We need the bread. Okay. So um, one of my favorite stories is, like, the very first time that I was like, okay, I'm just straight up going to be, like, a prostitute about this. Like, <laughs> like, a friend had given my phone number out to someone, and um, they texted me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But I don't know if your friend told me, like, I charge, and these are my going rates. And, of course, they were really low because I was pathetic and dumb. <laughs> and, and I was like, it's, like, $50 for everything, right? Oh, my God. $50 and, <laughs> for everything? But that like, was, for a package? Like, an all-inclusive y- package? Yeah, just, okay. like, for, for all of it, you okay, know? Okay, not okay. just, like, a hands or mouth or... It was just, like, yeah. you know, whatever you want. It's, it's like, like, the all-inclusive bucks. resort yes. is $50. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meals are included. Right. The presidential suite. The presidential suite. <laughs> You can sleep in my mouth, my ass, wherever. <laughs> um, so, um, so he paid me, and it was like a quick one. It was like an hour. And I remember being like, holy shit. I have a dumb office job where I make like eight bucks an hour, and I just did this and earned $50 in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I like just couldn't believe it, right? And later I find out that this guy's actually like LDS and that he actually was married and because he's a recurring customer. Okay. And um, that's kind of when like my, I know like my shelf had sort of started breaking, but that was when I was like, I don't believe, like, I don't believe any men are good anymore. Like I just, none of them, they're all shit. Yeah. The end. So you were you were still kind of Mormon at this point? Yes. I even like I paid I had a regular job and I would pay tithing from that regular job. But not from the not from the Hoenn. No, I couldn't. That was murder money. <laughs> that was murder money. <laughs> so I just I just wanna because are you filming me? No. <laughs> What's happening? Nothing. I just wanna I just wanna make a quick clarifying point. Um, we're going to say hoeing, prostituting, being a whore, being a slut, all interchangeably. Yes. Possibly the correct term is a sex worker. Uh, I just yeah. want to be politically correct right. and just say, if, we're, if you're made uncomfortable by the terms we're using, we're sorry. It's part of the conversation. It is. It's how we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to do whatever but, but, Abby's comfort level is. And we, but, but we love and respect sex workers and we think they're great. Yeah. Oh, which... Well, I just want to clarify, I was very lucky to have a very empowering, my choice kind of path into sex working, where many women don't have that opportunity. And so it's a totally different situation. It's It's not that I didn't have another job or that there was no other way or that I was like... You know, human trafficked into this. Like this was my choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I was able to sort of powerfully in an emotionally and mentally not healthy state, powerfully (laughs) choose to be. (laughs) But it was a choice. (laughs) Whatever power you had. Yes. It was there. Right. And and so let's. Yeah. That's that's an that's an important thing to know going on uh, for context. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, And so moving on. So when I started really making the big bucks was when I found out that I had this niche that I really liked 
and that was BDSM. I loved, I'm very submissive, very masochistic, and I started to really find that, like, that's where I could make a lot more money. Um, and so, and it's, like, funny, right? You, like, you hate yourself, and so then when other people beat you, you're like, oh, yay, like, other people are hitting me, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and paying me yeah. to do it. <laughs> They're paying, they're paying me to do this thing that I'm really good at. It made yeah. all the sense. Right. It yeah. did. It did. Um, and then, like, you know, on top of that, like, daddy issues and, like, patriarchal issues and all that bullshit that comes from Mormonism made me really good at being, like, submissive. So, like, I would constantly have, like, welts and bruises and I'd, like, pass out from being choked and all those great things. All those great things. Woo! And, um... And where were you finding clients? Were you like on Craigslist? Were you so on FetLife? A little, Life, a little Craigslist, a little FetLife. Oh, kudos you for see, knowing what that is. You guys, is. I'm woke. Yes, so woke. Um, Sister Twain's <laughs> just rolling her eyes right now. So I, um, I had a FetLife account. And I mean, when I really got good, I had a friend um, who was like, he was sort of like my... Um, like my dominant, like my master. Like he was the one that always knew where I was going, who I was with. And um, on my FetLife account, like they knew that like he was the one that I that sort of like. he was aware of. Right. Okay. But in no way was he like a pimp. Like he had no say on who I went and saw, right. what I did with my money, right. any of that. It okay. was more like a, like a safety net. So yes. that if something were to happen right. or, you know, whatever, someone would know where mm-hmm. you were and who you were okay. with. Okay. Um, and... At like by this point, I had some like regular clientele and sugar daddies who kept me on like a monthly allowance or something, and um, and so I was able to make like a lot of money. And then I would see kind of like the the low hanging, you know, whatever's on the side, you know, like the foot fetishes and like the cheap the cheap crap, which leads me to one of my other favorite stories. Okay. My um, the first time that I tried giving someone a foot job really hard is a foot job where you're using your feet to jerk them off yes okay have you ever done a foot job i have not i have not either nor have i received one well i haven't either because i don't have a penis i mean but someone could still get you off with their feet oh yeah oh i guess so yeah everyone can have a foot job oh okay 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 okay. (laughs) so but it's difficult to do is what you're saying it was well i mean for me because i was so new to this whole world of feet jobbing people (laughs) I mean, we and. all remember that those times. <laughs> we all remember when we were new to the world the of foot jobbing people. And we were like, how do I do this? And, you know, I mean, you, it's like riding a bike. You figure it out. Right. It's like, I don't have a gag reflex, but God, I've got a, I've got a Charlie horse now. Yeah. <laughs> I have a cramp in my foot. So I was up at Squaw Peak, that really romantic place in oh Utah County God. that everyone goes to. Right. And I was with a man who... I think now we call it Indigenous People's Wives' Feet Peak. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. That was great. <laughs> yes. That really insensitively named peak Squawk that peak. everyone goes to. Um, Where a lot of BYU people. students go and do some over-the-clothes rubbing and under-the-clothes rubbing. Levi, Levi loving or Provo pushing. Yes. 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 Very good. Or floating. Did you hear about I've that one? I've heard about floating. Oh, my God. Yes. When I heard of that one, I was like, Jesus Christ, just start moving. Like, I don't think floating's <laughs> real. Do you think people actually float? Do you know what floating is? Uh, yeah, where you just put your dick in and don't move. And don't yeah. move. Do you yeah. think people actually do that? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, oh okay. I think that the, the, the fear of, of guilt, of undulating, is a good motivator. Okay. Okay. Well, because, like, there's, I mean... Like, the amount of desire to have sex is so powerful. And, like, you have this somewhat powerful sense of guilt and self-hatred that's trying to suppress that. So, like, of course. So that's where you meet in the middle. Of course. Like, you're... P and the V, but no movement. Yeah. Or, you know, P and the A. Or wherever. Wherever. 
Um, and then you just lay there. And, and just, then you just yeah. stop. Then you just decouple after a few minutes. Decouple. And then you read. <laughs> then you read the story of Abinadi. I feel like a spaceship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> decouple the penis. <laughs> okay, um, so you're on Squaw Peak. So I'm on Squaw Peak, and of course, this man is also married. Um, and actually, he would pay me because he was, um, you know, his wife knew about the finances. He would just pay me in like whatever I needed. So I'd, I'd, like, have to give him, like, a list of, like, makeup or clothes or, like, whatever I So he'd, needed. like, buy you a microwave yeah. and you would give right. him a foot Right, except I, need, I never needed a microwave. Because <laughs> okay. I, I live with my parents. Oh, okay. I mean, this whole time I'm, like, oh still living God. with my parents. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so really, like, I did not need this money. Like, I lived with my parents. I was going to school. I had another job. Like, I didn't need it. It was just, like, you know, kudos me. I can have sex for money. So did you know when you were going up Squaw Peak that it was for a foot job? Yes, okay, I did. Okay, so he had, he had said that that's what he was... Well, cause, so like backing, like tracking back, backing, tracking. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, oh, well, how much is it for if I just want feet? And I was like, I guess it's the same as a hand job. Like, yeah. I, I mean, right? that seems logical. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, it seems logical. And and so that's what we, you know, that's what we did. And and it was it was the... I mean, of course, there was, like, a little bit of the jacking off that took work, but the rest of it was just him, like, kissing my feet, licking my feet, rubbing his dick all over it. Like, I just sat there. You're just, like, re- you're, like, scrolling yeah. through Facebook. I, well, I mean, back then, Facebook on the phone wasn't really... Wasn't right, yeah. right. But, um, and I think it was MySpace. Okay. Yeah, it was you're MySpace. updating your MySpace playlist. Oh, God, I'm old. Yeah. But, yeah. It's fine. So, um... You know, he's just, like, going to town on my foot and whatever. And then, like, eventually I start jacking him off with his foot. And then and then we're done. And that was my easiest 50 bucks. Um, because, yes, by then I'd upped my prices. Good job. Right? Good job. $50 mm-hmm. for a hand job. So proud. So, um, and then, of course, he became a reoccurring customer. And eventually we did more things. And I made more money from him. Um, because he did eventually get to a point where, like, he had found a way to, like, stash cash to the side. And then he could, like, pay me in cash. So. It's all so complicated. Well, people. the wife was busy taking care of the kids. It I was just, her duty. I, oh. like it every people just make things so complicated. Yeah, yeah. So, you bring up a very good point. Okay. I actually I have to say like 75% of these Johns I was meeting with I actually felt really sorry for. Like, you know that whole scene in Arrested Development where, like, all these men are paying the prostitute and, like, most of them are just going in for, like, psychological advice. Right, like, right. <laughs> they just want to talk to someone. That is, like, a very real thing. That like, like, that would be me if I went to a sex worker. I feel like I would just be like, I just want you to hold my no, hand. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would be too freaked out to actually have sex. I would just want someone to, like, talk to me and, like stroke my beard Rub your and shoulders. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Or like your penis. Yeah. I mean maybe, but maybe, maybe I'd be too scared. Not. Probably not. I'd be too scared. Like, don't, over the pants. Maybe. Over the pants. Maybe. Yes. Um so like a lot of the time I, I like, you know, we do it, whatever, and then like afterwards we just kinda lie there and they'd be like telling me about the stress of their life and like church responsibilities or like wifely responsibilities or like I mean it would really come down to often my wife just has issues. Like she just has issues with sex. Yeah, and I shocking, can't. shocking, yeah. really. Right? Yeah. Ah. Oh my god! Like, how? What are you talking about? <laughs> it turns out when you create a patriarchal society where women have no power uh-huh. and where women are constantly shamed for their desires, for their bodies, for their very existences, uh-huh. it turns out those women might have some issues with just having sex and yeah. thinking it's real awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
So the very control that the patriarchy, you know, puts on women ends up being the thing that gets them laid less. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. Let's take, let's take a little break. You mean, wait, but, but by the patriarchy gets laid less because of the patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Full circle. It's a circle of life. No. We're back. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We're back. All right. So Abby Nadi's doing some uh, foot jobs on Indigenous people spouses' peak, <laughs> and you know all the other things. So let's let's hear more about your life as a sex worker. Um. So to kind of get you into the like the mind space of you know where I was, what I was doing, like how I would do these things. Um, so we lived in an apartment complex and I would get like a message or like a text. And oftentimes these are like kind of last second things, you know, they're just like, oh, I've got time. Can you meet up? Right. And, um, so one of the, like one of these times I get called and it was like right away, like he needed to like, just come over to my house. And I was like, well, okay, my, my family is gone. I guess you could come over. And, um, so he like comes over and we're like talking and he's like so awkward, right? Was this someone you'd met before and, this was a oh, new person? This is a, this is a new person. Well, this is someone I had been talking to for a while, but like but it, just, it wouldn't okay. work out. Yeah. Okay. Like something would come up and he could never like actually. So he comes over and we're like sitting on the couch and he's just like being so weird. And then he's like, can I, can I kiss you now? And I was like, sweet Jesus, like the time is yours. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You're paying, you're paying good, yeah. good dollars for this time. And um, so he like leans over and like starts kissing me. And he was like, wow, you're so good. You're so good. And then he's like, I'm really sorry. He's like, does my, my breath smell bad? Or and I've got gum. And little, and he's like, and I'm just like, oh my word. Like the, the amount of like self confidence and a like personal awareness that you do not have right now is like turning me off. Yeah. And um but then of course I'm I'm a good prostitute. I don't show that. Right, right. <laughs> I'm I'm like, oh no, like you're so good. Like your breath is amazing. Oh. That minty fresh gum and I like your tongue and oh, oh. and um and he's actually like he's very attractive. Okay. Like he's very attractive. So we go into the, the boudoir. Can I ask one question? Yes. Were, were most, I mean, maybe there wasn't a most of, but were most of these men close to your age? Were they a lot older? Were they kind of the whole spectrum? All over. Okay. Yeah, okay. all over. Okay. Um, obviously, like, the richer asshole ones tended to be older. Right, right. Okay. Um, and then the younger, nicer ones. Like, this guy was, like, my was close to my age. Okay. Um, and he had, like, kids and, like, owned a business or something. Oh. Um, Bless his heart. And... So we go back into the boudoir and he's wanting to, you know, get, get more and more. And then like at some point it clicks in his head that he can do whatever he wants. And he starts like, he's picking me up. He's throwing me on the bed. There's one point where like I'm on top, but he is just like holding my waist and just using me like a flashlight. Oh, your favorite word. Flashlight? Flashlight? <laughs> oh, wait. Is that not you? I might be thinking of and someone somebody else. somebody else. <laughs> a flashlight. Um, yes. So, and I'm, like, loving it, right? Because, like, I hate myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like he just goes like he just starts going crazy and like he comes and blah 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 and, and he's just like he like after we're done he's like that was amazing i've never like i've never loved sex so much and blah 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 end of the night I was feeling so good about myself. I was like, way to go, you. Like, you took this awkward, you know, l- no confidence, sexually awkward man, and you turned him into an asshole who did not ask you a single time if that hurt or if it, you know, <laughs> self-serving <laughs> asshole. Way to go. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Gold star. Gold yes. star. <laughs> Um, needless to say, we had more sex and like there, there were times like, we actually got to a point with him where I actually stopped charging him. I really liked him. And like, I felt like he was this good guy. He lived in Pleasant Grove, Utah, Pleasant Grove. Y'all, y'all that name. So pleasant. <sighs> the early Mormons were like, this grove seems to be a very pleasant one. We shall call it Pleasant Grove. Yes. And I was bringing pleasure to Pleasant Grove. Hey, y'all. <laughs> So um, I actually, we event, like eventually I stopped charging him and like he'd randomly give me gifts and I did eventually like find out he was actually married. Like oh. I went to his house and I was like, this house is too clean, too beautifully decorated. And also he won't let me have sex in his bedroom. We'd always oh. have sex in the guest room. Ah. That's how you know. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, oh. so that's like a positive experience, right? Like this okay. is a John that over time I actually really liked and like I enjoyed his company. Okay. Um, there was one who, and of course he was also a regular, but he was an asshole. I don't, I am not sure if he was Mormon. Okay. Like he lived near Provo, like near BYU approved housing, but I was never quite sure because he was just such a dick. Um, so like the first time we met, we met in a Gold's Gym parking lot. Yes. Back in the day it was called Gold's Gym. (laughs) And like the very first time. Um, we start making out. I get on top. He, oh, he takes my clothes off, like pulls me on top of him right away, shoves it in me. Oh. And it hurt. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I was saying no, and he just kept going. And I mean, I hate myself. So I'm also thinking this is really hot. Mm -hmm. Like this is hot and it hurts. And I keep saying no, but he keeps going. So I guess no means yes. Oh my God. And mental, healthy mental state of a prostitute. And um, anyway, so he comes and blah, blah, blah. And we done. He calls me again, you know, a month later. And I actually go to his place because his roommates are gone. And so I come over. So he's like a student, like he's younger. Yeah, he's younger. And like my age, student, um, and we have sex and of course, very same thing, like won't listen to me at all. Like real asshole about it. After like four or five times, I, I started ignoring his, his calls. Um, and after I would have sex with him, like I hated myself. Like I felt so dirty and I felt so used. And like the weird thing is like sexually, I was so turned on. I never got off with him, of course, of course, because he's a self-serving asshole. Right. And it was so confusing to be so sexually turned on, but to emotionally hate myself so much and feel so worthless and think to myself, what do you expect? You are not making choices that are condoned by God or Jesus oh, or by the community. Right. Like, no one has pity on you. Right. Oh, wow. And so... Oh. 
I would, you know, continue hating myself and but also being sexually turned on at the same time. Just but I think that's I think that's pretty common, you know. Like I think you I hear you hear victims of abuse talk about that. That part of why abuse is so confusing is that like it does like feel good to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like your body is responding in the way that your body is supposed to while at the same time like you know it's wrong and you feel guilty and you feel violated but it's also like there's a certain you know connection to the abuser because you you your body is reacting you know in the way that bodies are supposed to react and so that's what's so kind of dark and insidious about it is that you know you're you don't know you don't know how to feel or how to react oh yeah i um so this is not a john this is just like a time that i was kind of raped and um (sighs) Okay. Kind of, you know, kind of. There's no kind of. I mean, tell your story. <laughs> I mean, like, I was drunk and I never consented and blah, 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 whatever. But So I, that's rape. It's yeah. not kind of rape. It's rape. But in my mind, in my confused, self-hating, you know, the Jesus' voice is still talking in the back of my head mind. <laughs> it was only kind of rape. Okay. Um, I was at a club and I was drunk and the club is closing and some guy grabs my hand pulls me into the bathroom and of course like the club when it shuts down is kind of chaos like everyone's yeah, just everyone's trying to leave and, yeah. and, and it's dark and it's yeah I get pulled into a bathroom he just shoves me back onto the toilet whips out his dick shoves it in my mouth face fucks me for a little bit until he comes all over me by the way like not in like a way that I can just swallow and hide it right like it's all over me and then he walks out of the bathroom <gasps> So I don't know. I don't know who it was. I have yeah, no memory. That's rape. Anyways, <laughs> um, I'll decide what's rape. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not trying. I'm, I apologize. So, um, so you know, like I'm disoriented. Like my friends didn't know where I was. I actually end up just like walking to my friend's house that like lived near it. So this is like back at Club Sound. Oh, I don't know, I know if you remember that, that no. seedy dark club. Um, so I have to walk all the way to um, very close to the state capitol. There's like an apartment complex and I had a friend that lived there. So I had to like walk, walk of shame, covered in semen, mm-hmm. back to my friend's place. Oh my God. <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, well, suck it up, girl. Like no more crying because this is the life that you have chosen, you oh, dirty Jesus. slut. And that was the conversation in my head. Let's take a break. I agree. <laughs> We're back. Okay, so is we... everyone okay? Are you okay? Uh, I mean, I'm okay uh, right now. This is one of those things that's going to be like in a couple days. I'm going to be like, oh, I don't think I'm okay. <laughs> Are you okay, Abby? Oh, I'm fine. I've been oh. dealing with this my whole life. Oh, yeah. Abby's great. Abby's great. Yeah. So, Twain and I both had some questions about the Johns, but we don't want to make it about the Johns, but we have some questions but about the Johns. But we would like to rapid fire some questions about the Johns. It should be a little bit about the Johns, because if you think about it, like, why is sex work a thing? Because right. there are Johns. Right. 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 Okay. Like, and we love to target and blame the sex workers. Exactly. And not target and blame the people that are asking for sex work. I mean, this also falls under, like, I was just talking about this, like, human sex trafficking. They blame the borders for being the reason that like human sex trafficking happens right. and then they ignore the fact that who are paying for yeah, these the sex trafficking yeah, victims yeah, yeah okay so here's my first John question so 
obviously you said some of your Johns were married and older and whatever. And so you can kind of logically understand why that John might be interested in a prostitute because it's giving them something that they're not getting in their, in their own sex life. But when you had these Johns that were like younger or like college students or like single guys, like who presumably could just go out and have sex if they wanted to, what do you think was the appeal for them of like a sex worker? Was it because you were gay? Was it because they could treat you poorly and they were sort of into that? Were they into the idea of like paying someone? Was that part of the turn on, do you think? Or Well, so I I mean I do transition into being trans. Okay. By So that you know, was probably part of the appeal right. for some of these people. So okay. a, a lot of the appeal is that I'm trans and then there's the BDSM. Okay. Um, Because even a lot of these married older men also like the BDSM part. Um, And And they weren't getting that from Sister Shirley, the Relief Society president. Obviously. She was not into that. Mm -hmm. Or just even regular sex. Right, right, right. Which really, it came down to regular sex. I think if they had been getting regular sex, their sexual, like kinks would have been maybe like a little more subdued, Mm -hmm. but they weren't even getting that. So when they were having sex, it needed to be. Everything. everything they wanted okay yeah okay so some of these johns it, it was the reason they were going to a prostitute was the kink the right bdsm the the trans aspect right because okay. i mean how many like how many girls can you meet up with and be like hey uh so my friend and i want to tie you to our bed right and we just want to both go at you like for a couple hours right like what, that's what not your like, if that's your <laughs> opening line on tinder that's a little it's maybe not right. working so well yeah. okay right. okay john right. question right okay so uh these johns were utah county johns and did they ever get chatty with you and talk about uh, in, in, in specifics, did they ever talk about their wives? Did they ever talk about Mormonism? Did they ever talk about their positions in the church? And did they ever talk about how they justified what they were doing? Not usually. I can think of like a few times where they would just mention like, you know, my, my wife, this or that, my, you know. Um, and then I had one John who I actually went to high school with his, with his wife. And so, like, a little later after I'd been seeing him, he was like, you actually know my wife. <laughs> and I was like, what? Cute. And um, so then he, like, told me who, who she was. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sweet sister twin. I've, yep, I know her. <laughs> um, and, and, like, he, sorry, I, I spit a little bit. You're fine. He would go into a little more detail because I actually knew her. And, um, and he would talk about his wife. And be like, you know, she just hates her body and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And she hates you, blah, blah, blah. And so we never have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like, I, I never really brought up, like, I'm not looking to be their therapist. Right. They just kind of divulge whatever they right. need to. Right. Um, and most of the time they wouldn't justify it. Because in their eyes, they're better than me. Yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm a dirty whore. Right. Right. They just happen to do this occasionally because... Right. You know. But it's really your fault. Yeah, they kind of. they slip a little. Yeah, they're slipping up, but like you're the dirty dirty yeah. door that's available. I'm always a sinner. They're yeah, only a sinner at night. Wow, Jesus Christ, that's a lot. I don't know what else to say I, I about the Johns. I don't either. We thought we had all these questions. I, 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 I know. I, I'm just so. I, I just. Uh, oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have a John story. Okay, okay. good. Okay, and I actually never actually had sex with him, oh. so he was an older gentleman. And he had hired me 
And I had to meet him in Salt Lake, actually. So he wasn't a Utah County one. But he was... Um, he, His picture that he sent me looked very Mormon. I never confirmed it. Right. Um, and he was wearing a white undershirt. Right. Um, but anyways, I'm supposed to meet him up in Salt Lake. And there's, like, crazy traffic on the freeway. And I'm, like, super late meeting him at this restaurant. And I get there. And I'm, like... 45 minutes late. And I had been calling him, texting him, like trying to get a hold of him. And I get there and he chews me out like a child in this restaurant about how I should have been on time and blah, blah, blah. And how I'm just giving him all these excuses. And I was like, I tried calling you before our actual meeting time to let you know that I'd be late. And he was like, well, I just think it is so rude to have your phone when you're meeting someone. And I was like, first of all, I wasn't even there yet. Yeah. Like, second of all, I'm a prostitute. Right. Like, why are you talking to me about how it's appropriate to behave? Yeah. These damn millennials and their damn phones. Yeah. So needless to say, he's like, well, shall we go? And I'm like, no, you just chewed me out. And he's like a grandpa. Oh, God. I'm like, you just chewed me out like a child. I'm leaving. And I left. And like a week later, I get like this big, long apology. And he still wants to meet me. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so you mentioned that he was wearing like a white t-shirt. Like, did you find, would a lot of the Johns like not wear their garments they to come with meet no. with you? Okay. Most of them would not wear their garments. So they would like get ready and put on regular underwear and come over. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because you can't take your garments off for a prostitute. That would be against the somethings of the something. Something of the something. I mean, it's there to protect you. I mean. Right, right. And they don't want to be protected. No, they don't. I'm processing. I'm just processing all of this. Okay. Um, So, okay. We, you had a preference to do your five questions before the end mm-hmm. while you're still coherent, meaning you want to keep on drinking. Obviously. And telling more fun stories. Right. Why don't we do those right now? Yeah. And then that'll be the end of part one. Yeah, we're going to do a two-parter because um, uh, Sister Nadi's still got some stories to tell. So. Well, and that, and like, we're going to get really depressed. Okay, we're going to get into the shit in part two. And I, and I want to be drunk for this part. Okay. This is the part I don't talk about. Oh, oh. here we go. Oh, All right. <laughs> So here's our five questions. Yes. If your topic, meaning your life as a trans prostitute in Utah County and many other things, I'm sure, was a cocktail, what would it be called and what's in it? It would be called the under the table quickie. (laughs) And the way that you make it is first you go to a restaurant in public and you have many bottles in your purse. And you order a beverage and you drink a little bit of it and then you put it under the table and very quickly pour in some of the alcohol that you've brought with you. <laughs> and then you drink that. So it's really, it, this cocktail can be tailored to your taste. Exactly. You could, have a, you could have a Diet Coke that you're putting rum in. You could have whatever. You could just. This drink will do you the way you want to be done. Oh. Uh-huh. Just like an under the table quickie. Like <laughs> me. Um, which golden girl are you? Uh, the whore, Blanche. Yes. <laughs> We actually had to help Sister Nadi with this question because as some of our, as we've learned from some of our younger guests, they're like, the golden what? The who? I should know. I really should know. I had a gaggle of gays 
at um, in the Utah County, and we lived in a place called the Tight End. Well, I didn't live there. They did. It was called the Tight End? It was called the Tight End. Shout out to all of my gaggle of gays. Shout out to the gays of the Tight End. Are you of the Tight End gays? Or are you... Oh, his father was a Tight End gay. I remember. Yes. And um, they would watch the show all the time. It still holds up. I mean, it's on Hulu and it's hilarious. Yes. It holds up. I think I say that every time. (laughs) Because I'm an old man that tells the same story over and over again. Um, If you had chosen a different topic to talk about that you're an expert on, like what are you a two-minute expert on that you could have done a whole other podcast and never mentioned your prostitution? Or or not necessarily expert, but you have strong opinions about. Or love good opinions or, or, or hateful opinions. I think that I would probably, or do I have two minutes to talk about this? Go for it. Okay. So I really feel like a lot of my like sexual issues stemmed from childhood when I first was being shamed. And I would really like to, so I actually, um, I went to school to become a social worker. Yes, I was in the social work studies when I was prostituting. <laughs> and um, Naturally. And my, my main focus was sort of like victim, um, like victim advocacy and like when you are a victim of sexual assault, how does that affect you? And I really would love to like spend more time like talking to people about how, um, you know, when we place all of these labels on victims, it all of a sudden, like it turns them into victims even more than just having experienced it. I love that. And so that would be, my, my, my topic would be, if we could make this like a thing that they've experienced, but that they can powerfully move through instead of a survivor of right. assault the or like, yes, like it would empower women to come out of these and men, I shouldn't, you know, women and men right. um, would be able to powerfully come out of these experiences with just more awareness of what is okay and what isn't okay for them. I think that's so interesting because we... Hence why I wanted to still be a little sober for this part, right? We... (laughs) And I don't even think this is specific to Mormon culture, but I think we live in a culture where shame thrives, right? Where we live... and, And it's particularly strong in Mormon culture or conservative cultures where we where we tell people certain things are okay and certain things are not okay. And if you have those not okay desires, like those are shameful and you need to keep those hidden. I mean, this whole experience of you being a prostitute is, is these men in marriages where they can't have an open conversation with their spouse about what they're not getting or, or what they're interested in or what, you know, whatever. And also the flip side, their spouse is not, you know, like you said, doesn't want to have sex because they hate their body or their, you know, whatever. So like both of these people are trapped in these like cycles of shame. And then, and so then they're doing things to alleviate some of that pressure, which is causing more shame. And it's just like this whole shame ball. Yeah. Who was it that, um, like their mother said, like, what would we just do if everybody was so happy? Yeah. That was my friend Tiff, whose mom said, well, what kind of world would we live in if everyone just did what they wanted? And Tiff was like, uh, like a really good one. It would be a good world. Yeah. Also, I want to say about the victim thing that I think that there, uh, when, when someone has an experience in which they're victimized, so much of the time they blame themselves and feel like Mm -hmm. it's their fault. So there is something that makes them feel... Uh, there is s- something that takes them out of 
the self-blame when someone can say you were a victim in this and then they can go oh it wasn't my fault i was victimized but then the next step is moving out of that into so this was an experience that doesn't define you right yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love right. that wow okay and, uh, more questions what, number next question what's one thing you want to ask us um, so my question is, would you like to have an under the table quickie with me? <laughs> oh my and she God. pops open her purse. Wow. <laughs> what are we traveling with? We've got, oh, Deep Eddie's peach. It's my favorite. Shut up. Oh, Deep Eddie's grapefruit. Can we use this for the twain juice? Fireball. Fireball. Absinthe. What's that one? Oh, Me- absinthe. Me- oh my gin. God. And gin. Oh my God. Yes. We are doing an under you the could, table quickie. You could make the Umaboshi cocktail with this, right? I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except this. we need Oriad and Umaboshi. Oh, and I'll we look don't and have see. Um, maybe I do. Um, I oh, I have we another one. We talked about this on Friday. We that did. One of us was going to get Oriad, and I, it was probably me. And I had totally a reminder forgot. in my phone for three days that was like, check if you have Umaboshi paste, and I just never did. Um, did you? You bought these out of state, right? Of course. Because one of the sad things about Utah is we don't sell the mini liquor bottles. This, the cutie, cutie, cute, cute. Some of them you can't. I've seen some of them you can get at certain liquor stores, but they're like behind the counter, like they're yes. under the cash register. Yeah, they're not like merchandise. But like that's what I love about this, like. I there are a few cocktails I make that I use absinthe, but a big bottle absinthe, <laughs> a big bottle of absinthe is like fifty five dollars. Yeah, know. and so like it's hard to justify buying that when I need like an ounce for like a cocktail I want to make one night. Yeah, but you but when you can <laughs> when you can um, when you can just buy like right. the mini bottle. So I actually I'm glad you did this because I keep meaning to bring this up, Sister Twain. <laughs> Um, and I keep forgetting to. So listen while you're doing this. So Sister Twain's sister, Sister Volva, yes. gave us a suggestion where in each episode we should take a photo of like things we found in Brother Coffee's home and then post it on Instagram. Like when you t- when you posted a photo of my like um, my ball powder, my ball lotion. Remember that? <laughs> yes, that you use on your balls. That I use on my balls. So so. If you want to see the photo that Sister Twain's about to take of all these delightful, adorable mini bottles, you'll need to go to our Instagram, which is Hot Drinks. So this is a way to get Instagram followers, Sister Twain. <gasps> see? Yay! Oh, we're yeah. marketing. We're whores for followers. Um, and to answer your question, yes, we would like to have an under the table quickie with you. <laughs> Yay! Um, okay, and then the final question of the five, what do you know to be true now? What I know to be true now, and this comes from being a yogi and an earth witch and just like learning how to love all, we are all connected. It is like wise Pocahontas said, we... She she was a tiny bit racist, but she was wise. Yes. She wasn't racist. The people who made her The movie was made in all of the wrong ways. Sure. But... Sure. But had some good, some good lines. Yeah. They, they, they had a good intention. They just were so white and so, um, men. Yes. And, um... We really are. Like, I have done many different sorts of um, altering um, substances, and that is what I have learned. We are all connected, and that the only reason that we are assholes is because we keep forgetting that we're connected. Oh, my God, I love that. Um, I love that so much. That is beautiful. Okay, so we're going to wrap up part one. Sister Twain is still staging a photo over there. Um, we're going to wrap up part one. We're going to make an under the table quickie. We are. You guys, I have to like do laundry and go shopping today and I'm going to be drunk by like three o'clock. I don't want to hear that crap. (laughs) That was also me at the party. I was like, I have to work at 7 a.m. And I did make it to work on time. So I did great. So I'm an, I'm a really good adult. I'm, I'm too good of an adult. Anyway. So (laughs) sister Twain, 
Yeah. Do you want me to just wrap it up myself? Yeah, please. Okay, so this is the end of part one. We're going to jump right back in with part two, um, where we're going to hear more of Sister Naughty's stories. Um, but don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at Hot Drinks if you want to see this beautiful photo of the bottles for the under the table quickie. Um, you can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns or criticisms or denials or whatever. Um, you can write. <laughs> You can write us a review on iTunes. I discovered the other day we have 37 reviews, and I was so excited. One of those reviews is bullshit. One of, I think we talked about this at the party. <laughs> Most of them are very, very lovely. One of them just said, like, oh, they're too much of a drunken mess. And I was like, fair. Like, you, he probably listened to the first three episodes and then stopped listening. I love those. Um, but the one review said... I had to stop listening when they said they're going to their personal porno. I mean, I don't want to hear about their sex life. One star. And I just was like, I mean, that's like the whole point. Well, and there's the guy who's like, well, maybe I'm just like a white male or whatever. And I was like, yeah. So why are you even leaving yeah. because, a comment? Because, no, because a cis white male loves nothing more than to share their opinion. Right. It's like it's like a bunch of white, white people who are like super privileged going to like a Chinese restaurant and then being like, well, the service was not that good. This and wasn't blah, blah, authentic. Blah. And, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, you don't know the culture yeah, or how you. to order in their language, so fuck you. Like, it's just, not your fault. Like, it's not their fault. In the background of this conversation is Sister Twain just walking around, opening windows, <laughs> getting out different accessories, dropping bottles of booze, styling things. So anyway, so yeah, you can email us. You can you can leave a review on iTunes. You can send us a voicemail on the Anchor app. You can probably leave us a review on Spotify, though I've never checked that. Yeah. I guess we have Spotify reviews. And so. Record something. Record a, a voicemail and send it to us. So anyway, uh, we're going to close out part one, and we'll be right back for part two while we will all be having an under-the-table quickie. Bye. Bye. Sister Twain, say bye. <laughs>